Good evening, my dear friends and curious souls. Welcome to Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast. My name, you may wonder. Just think of me as your old grandpa, spinning tales from a time long gone, and some from not-so-distant past. In my younger days, my grandkids would crowd around me, their eyes wide in anticipation or fear, eager for the evening's gruesome tales. Now I extend this tradition, this gift, to you. So pull up a chair, stoke that fireside, and let the shadows dance on every corner of the room. Let's journey together into the heart of darkness, where we unmask the unseen, discover forbidden secrets, and unburden the forgotten tales of the past. So dim the lights, my friends, and let's delve into the mysteries that emerge only after dark on our wonderful, unnerving journey. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I have a bone-chilling tale that will send shivers down your spine. It all began three years ago when my twin brother Zach and I decided to spend the night at our cousin's house. Allow me to paint a vivid picture of our surroundings so you can fully grasp the eerie atmosphere that enveloped us that fateful night. As we entered the house through the front door, we were immediately confronted with a choice of two staircases. One led to the upstairs kitchen, while the other descended into the dimly lit family room where we planned to sleep. The room itself boasted a large TV mounted on the wall, directly facing a sprawling couch. A narrow hallway branched off from the room, leading to my cousin's bedroom and the bathroom. We retired to bed around midnight, settling ourselves in the hallway. However, something inexplicable occurred in the early hours of the morning. Stirring from my slumber, I noticed an eerie glow emanating from the family room. Panic seized me as I vividly recalled turning off the television before we went to sleep. My gaze fell upon a little girl standing eerily close to the TV. She was clad in a spectral white dress, her ethereal appearance sending chills racing down my spine. Desperate for confirmation, I nudged my brother awake and urged him to witness the strange specter before us. Our cousin was also roused from her sleep, as we believed it was crucial for someone else to bear witness to this otherworldly encounter. However, despite our unwavering conviction, everyone we confided in dismissed our claims as mere figments of our imagination. Determined to unravel the mystery surrounding this spectral apparition, we embarked on an investigation. Our quest for answers led us to a shocking revelation. A century ago, a tragic fire had consumed a house that once stood on the very spot we slept. More eerie still, there were twins who resided in that ill-fated abode, a girl and a boy, mirroring our own existence. Tragically, the little girl had perished in the flames. Our search intensified when we stumbled upon an ancient document tucked away in the dusty attic. The brittle pages revealed a chilling headline, Little Girl Haunts Old House. According to this chilling account, the ghostly girl would wander the premises, her ethereal voice singing haunting melodies while endlessly searching for her lost brother and beloved dolls. Needless to say, this discovery sent shivers down our spines, filling us with a sense of dread. Even now, we find ourselves irresistibly drawn to the house on weekends, 
eagerly hoping to catch another glimpse of the spectral girl. Yet since that initial encounter, we have only witnessed her presence once more. Our hearts yearn for another opportunity to unravel the enigma surrounding her restless spirit. This spine-tingling tale will surely captivate your listeners, leaving them on the edge of their seats in anticipation of what lies beyond the realm of the living. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I am writing to share an inexplicable and chilling experience that has left me questioning the very fabric of reality. It was a seemingly ordinary morning when I awoke to start my day, unaware of the supernatural forces that awaited me just beyond my front door. As the sun began to cast its gentle rays upon the world, I prepared myself for another day at school. Little did I know that this seemingly routine morning would soon spiral into a haunting encounter that would forever leave an indelible mark upon my soul. At around 7.00 a.m., I approached the door with anticipation, ready to step into the world beyond. With trembling hands, I turned the doorknob and took a hesitant step forward. Suddenly, an inexplicable sensation coursed through my body, as if an unseen presence had bolted through me with an otherworldly force. My breath caught in my throat, leaving me gasping for air as I collapsed to the ground, bewildered and terrified. The silence within my home was deafening, and the stillness of the surroundings only amplified my fear. In that moment, I realized that this was not the first time my house had become a stage for inexplicable phenomena. Strange occurrences had plagued me throughout my time in that house, leaving an unsettling aura of mystery and apprehension. Though I have since moved away from that haunted abode, the lingering feeling of being watched persists, a constant reminder of the enigmatic forces that once held sway over my life. Could it be that I am haunted? Is it mere coincidence that I seem to attract these eerie dwellings? Or perhaps there is a deeper purpose behind these unsettling events? Could someone or something be trying to communicate with me, or even protect me from unseen dangers that lurk in the shadows? The dichotomy of fear and protection that washes over me is akin to the tender embrace of a parent shielding their child from harm. It is a paradoxical sensation that oscillates between anxiety and solace, leaving me both unnerved and strangely comforted. As I share my story with you today, dear listeners, I implore you to contemplate the inexplicable mysteries that surround us. Are there forces beyond our comprehension at work in this world? What lies beyond the veil of the known and tangible? My journey continues, shrouded in uncertainty and curiosity. I yearn for answers, for a glimpse into the enigma that has become my life. Until then, I am left with an unyielding sense of anticipation, waiting for the next chapter in this haunting tale to unfold. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I have a chilling tale to share with you, one that unfolded over the course of a summer. It all began when I found myself spending an unusual amount of time at my friend Elijah's house. 
There was something about his place that gave off a strange vibe, and Elijah had mentioned experiencing some inexplicable occurrences there. During a stretch of four consecutive days that I spent at his house, things took a turn for the eerie. On the first night, around 2 a.m., we were engrossed in a game of PS2. Elijah was deeply focused on his game, and I was engrossed in a phone conversation. The room door was closed, providing us with a false sense of security. Suddenly, an unmistakably loud bang echoed from the depths of the basement. At first, we dismissed it as a mere accident, perhaps something toppling over. However, our unease grew when just 10 minutes later, another even louder bang reverberated through the house. Despite our trepidation, we hesitated to investigate, opting instead to brush it off as an unexplained occurrence. Sleep eluded us that night as we pondered over the peculiar events. As dawn broke and his parents remained unaware, we mustered the courage to venture into the basement. To our surprise, nothing seemed amiss. Nothing had fallen or shifted out of place. Our confusion deepened as we struggled to fathom what could have caused those unsettling sounds. Frustrated by the lack of answers, we decided to let the matter rest. While Elijah powered up his computer, I ventured towards a refrigerator tucked away in the far corner of the basement to grab a drink. In that fleeting minute, an overwhelming sensation washed over me. The sensation of being watched. My heart raced as I hurriedly retreated to join Elijah, who remained seated at the computer. We exchanged uneasy glances, both sharing an unspoken acknowledgement of the unsettling presence we had felt. Seeking solace in the company of friends, we spent the rest of the day out and about, attempting to push the unsettling occurrences to the back of our minds. It wasn't until late evening, around 10 o'clock, when we returned to Elijah's house. Hunger gnawed at us as we decided to raid the kitchen for sustenance. As we rummaged through the refrigerator, my attention was abruptly seized by a swift movement in my peripheral vision. Startled, I turned my head to catch a glimpse of something darting behind us. Elijah's reaction mirrored my own as he swiftly whipped his head around to confirm what I had seen. With our hearts pounding in our chests, we abandoned our search for food and retreated to the safety of Elijah's room for the night. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, this spine-chilling tale left us questioning the inexplicable occurrences that plagued Elijah's house over that fateful summer. The strange noises from the basement and the unnerving sensation of being watched have left an indelible mark on our memories. We may never know what truly transpired within those walls, but we can't help but wonder if something sinister lurked in the shadows. Stay tuned for more tales of mystery and intrigue. Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, it all started when we moved into our new house. It was left for my dad when my grandma passed. The house was a small mansion built by my ancestors. It has been in our family ever since the 1600s. A three-story house with a balcony on the second and third story and a fountain in the middle of the front yard that doesn't run. The history of the house was very graphic. The house has been passed down through the generations. 
The ghosts that haunt the house and my family were the very first ones to live in the mansion. Henry the father, Samantha the mother, and their children, David, Abigail, William, Elizabeth, Harold, and Marie Marrow. According to the history, Henry became very sick and ended up being demon-possessed. As the family tried hopelessly to save him, he told David and Abigail that their deaths would be the most brutal. Then one night, as the children were sitting in the parlor, a gunshot was fired. Indeed, it was Henry. He had shot and killed Samantha. As the children tried to escape, he killed them off one by one. I'm not going to give the details just of how graphic it was. After Henry killed everyone in his family, he went out in the backyard and killed himself. Now back to this time period. A short time after moving in, my parents and I were sitting in the dining room eating dinner when all of a sudden, the table started to shake violently. After it stopped, I looked up and saw something run past the archway. I got up and dashed over to where I saw it, but it was gone. I am an only child and the only pet we have is a cat. The size of what I saw was at least four eft tall, so I couldn't imagine what it was. The next night I was in my room alone. I was getting ready for bed and I accidentally knocked something off my dresser. I bent down to pick it up and it suddenly became cold. I stood up and in the mirror in front of me, I saw what was actually David standing behind me. I didn't know at the time that this was David. I had no idea who this person was. Scared out of my mind, I turned around and he was gone. I rushed down the hall to my parents' room, but they were already asleep. The next day around lunch, I heard heavy footsteps going up the stairs. I looked around the corner and there was no one there, so I just went back to what I was doing. About two minutes later, I heard it again upstairs right above my head, as if someone were walking around. My parents had already gone to work, so I thought someone had broken in. I crept upstairs with a stainless steel candle holder in my hand. I walked up to the door and busted in and all the noise instantly stopped. I started to wonder if maybe the house was haunted. That night after dinner, my dad walked into the kitchen to get something to drink. My mom and I were still seated at the dinner table when we heard something break against the floor. We went in the kitchen to see what happened. My dad was standing there with the broken glass on the floor next to him. My mom asked what was wrong. He said he saw a little girl sitting in a puddle of blood. He said she had bloody cuts all over her and her eyes were completely white. We all had trouble sleeping that night. At 12.09 a.m. I was laying in bed staring at the ceiling when out of nowhere I heard a little boy laughing. I sat up and it stopped. I lied back down and rolled over to face the wall. After laying there for about two minutes, I heard my door creak open and footsteps coming up behind me. I rolled over and it was David. He was standing over me trying to tell me something. He had short black hair, old-fashioned clothes, bloody and ripped to shreds. His skin was gray, and he too had bloody cuts on his arms and one on his forehead above his right eyebrow. His words started to make a little sense now. Help Usi, he's coming, he'll kill, he'll kill. And just like that, he vanished. I was so scared. I grabbed my baseball bat just in case something tried to kill me. I ran down the hall and burst into my parents' room. They weren't asleep yet. They asked me what was wrong. I asked them if they had seen or heard anything strange. They both replied no. That's when I decided to research the history of my house on the computer. 
After I learned everything, I realized why their ghosts would still be in our house. They were tortured and killed, completely innocent, murdered. We're used to it now. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I hope this letter finds you captivated by the inexplicable and drawn into a world where the boundaries between life and the afterlife blur. Allow me to share with you a series of events that unfolded in my life, revealing that there is more to our existence than meets the eye. It was a somber day, April 29th, 2006, when my beloved father took his last breath. At the age of 77, he had been battling COPD, and on that fateful day, his weary heart finally gave out. Little did I know that the days following his passing would unravel a tale filled with eerie coincidences and unexplained occurrences. In the aftermath of his departure, I found solace in conversations with my sister-in-law. She recounted a peculiar encounter she had with my father just weeks before his demise. It was a day like any other when my father reached out to inquire about my niece, expressing his longing to see her again. Strangely enough, my sister-in-law happened to be at home that day, an uncommon occurrence as she usually spent her time at work. Even more astonishing, she had plans to visit my parents' house that very weekend. Fate intervened, and my father was granted one last precious day with his pride and joy, my niece. Little did we know it would be their final reunion. But the inexplicable events did not end there. We soon realized that peculiar incidents had taken place around the time of his passing. On that fateful morning, at approximately 9.30 a.m., a phone call from the hospital shattered our fragile peace. My father urgently requested the presence of his wife by his side. Racing against time, I drove my mother to the hospital, only to find my father gripped with fear. Desperate for comfort, he pleaded for a cup of coffee, a simple request I could not fulfill due to his deteriorating condition. In a haunting moment, he uttered words that sent shivers down my spine. If he didn't leave, he believed he would die. I warned him of the consequences, urging him to stay under medical care. Reluctantly, he agreed to return to assisted breathing. In that vulnerable state, my father, who had never been particularly religious, surprised us all. He began blessing himself repeatedly, his countenance growing more distressed with each passing moment. The doctors scrambled to reconnect him to the life-saving machine, but it was too late. As they worked diligently to restore his connection to the device, his spirit departed from this world. A month later, in the midst of grieving and seeking solace, my mother decided it was time for change within our home. With a heavy heart, she painted the living room walls, concerned that my father would not approve of such alterations. And there was another change that had taken place. Against my father's decade-long prohibition, I had brought home a new dog named Murphy. It was during one restless night, as I lay in slumber, that I experienced an encounter beyond comprehension. In a vivid dreamlike state, I found myself transported to our living room. There, seated upon my father's cherished recliner, was his ethereal form. To my astonishment, nestled upon his lap 
was none other than Murphy, my newly acquired canine companion. In a voice that echoed with otherworldly wisdom, my father spoke directly to me. His words lingered in the air. Tell your mother the walls look good. These series of inexplicable events may not adhere to the conventional definition of ghostly encounters or supernatural tales. Yet they serve as a testament to the existence of something beyond our earthly realm when we depart from this life. They offer a glimpse into the myriad ways in which our departed friends and loved ones can reach out to us from the great unknown. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I have a chilling tale to share with you, one that left me with an uneasy feeling and questioning my own sanity. It all started on a seemingly ordinary morning as I found myself home alone, ready to embark on another day at school. My mother had already left for work and my brother was off to his own educational institution. Before stepping into the shower, I had a habit of turning on the television to fill the silence that surrounded me. I must admit I never quite enjoyed the quietude. However, on this particular day, as I flicked on the TV, I was met with a show I had no interest in, 16, on Nickelodeon. Disinterested, I promptly turned off the television and proceeded with my shower, oblivious to the events that were about to unfold. Emerging from the bathroom approximately 20 minutes later, I was startled to find that the TV was mysteriously switched on once again. This time, it was tuned to a news channel reporting on a chilling topic, a murderer hiding under a young girl's bed. A shiver ran down my spine as fear gripped me, compelling me to hastily dress and make my way to the bus stop. Little did I know that this was only the beginning of an unsettling series of events. As night descended upon me around 9.30 p.m. in the solitude of my home, I ascended the stairs towards my bedroom. It is important to note that our new house boasted a long stairway leading to the upper level. But as I reached the top step, a loud pounding echoed throughout the house, causing my heart to skip a beat. Yet I tried to convince myself that it was nothing out of the ordinary. To my dismay, however, the strange occurrences persisted. Whispers began to permeate the air, their origin concealed, and their purpose unknown. With trepidation plaguing my every step, I ventured downstairs in search of sustenance. Upon returning to my room, I discovered that my bedroom door had been left ajar. This revelation sent chills down my spine, because I always made sure to keep it closed, lest my mischievous feline companions escape and wreak havoc on our furnishings. Now, dear listeners, I find myself at a loss for words. The sequence of events has left me perplexed and unnerved. Is it possible that these incidents are merely figments of my imagination? Such occurrences are rare for me. The boundaries between reality and fantasy have blurred, leaving me questioning my own perception of the world around me. I implore you, Mysteries After Dark podcast, to shed light on this enigma that has consumed my thoughts and haunted my nights. Perhaps there are others who have experienced similar phenomena and can offer insight into what transpired within the confines of my home.
Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I have a tale to share, one that has left me perplexed and concerned for a dear friend. Allow me to recount the extraordinary events that have unfolded in her life, but I must implore you to keep this story confidential, as she entrusted it to me in utmost secrecy. Let me introduce you to Faith, a young woman caught in the midst of an enigmatic family legacy. Her grandmother, a self-proclaimed witch of unknown lineage, insists that Faith possesses the same mystical abilities. However, Faith vehemently rejects this notion, choosing to ignore her grandmother's claims. Curiously, within Faith's abode, there reside two peculiar entities that she refers to as gremlins. Yet, from what I gather, their description does not align with conventional notions of these mischievous creatures. Faith describes them as diminutive beings with pointed hat-like heads. On occasion, they leave behind crimson marks upon her floors, resembling liquid blood, which inexplicably vanish on their own. What truly bewilders me is the fact that these entities possess the power of speech. In an unsettling encounter, Faith found herself lying on her bed when one of the gremlins touched her leg. Reacting instinctively, she kicked it away. To her astonishment, she heard the gremlin admonishing its companion, exclaiming, You! That person on the bed kicked me! The other gremlin nonchalantly replied with a dismissive remark. Their fluency in English adds another layer of intrigue to this already perplexing narrative. But the strangeness doesn't end there. Faith's home also harbors five beings she refers to as ghosts. While she has disclosed details about only three of them, each holds its own mystifying qualities. One ghost stands outside her window, persistently pointing at her for reasons unbeknownst to Faith. She harbors a deep fear that this particular apparition desires her demise. Another ghost bears an uncanny resemblance to a boy from Faith's school. The nature of their connection remains shrouded in mystery. The third ghost, however, is kind-hearted and possesses piercing blue eyes. Despite the inherent peculiarity of their presence, this ghost has shown affection towards Faith, even going so far as to bestow a kiss upon her. What troubles me most is the fourth ghost, one whose anger seems directed solely at Faith. Its eyes burn with an intense shade of red, and inexplicably, it follows her even to school. Though she is the sole witness to these apparitions, their existence was validated when a rock materialized out of thin air during a conversation about them, striking me squarely on the back. No one else was present. The ghost with the blue eyes spoke words that echoed deeply within Faith's soul, proclaiming her to be one in a million. It hinted at extraordinary abilities, such as the power to freeze water and perform inexplicable feats. Such revelations have left Faith questioning her place in this mysterious world. As I pen this letter to you, dear podcast hosts, I cannot help but ponder the nature of these entities and their connection to Faith's life. Is the ghost at her window a harbinger of danger, or something far more sinister? What secrets lie within the hearts of the otherworldly beings that trail her footsteps? Only time will reveal the truths concealed within this extraordinary tale.
Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I hope this letter finds you immersed in the enigmatic world of the unexplained. Today, I wish to recount an eerie incident from my childhood that still sends shivers down my spine. Allow me to transport you back to the time when I was a curious first grader, unaware of the chilling encounter awaiting me. It was a day like any other, filled with the innocent laughter of children and the bustling excitement of a school fundraising show. As the event came to a close, parents flocked to collect their little ones, eager to hear tales of their splendid performances. However, fate had something else in store for me that day. As I eagerly awaited the arrival of my parents, time seemed to slow down, granting me a rare opportunity to explore the unseen corners of our vast school campus. It was then that a sudden urge to relieve myself overcame me, leading me on a path towards the unknown. With each step, an inexplicable chill crept up my spine, causing my stomach to churn with unease. Ignoring these peculiar sensations, I attributed them to mere hunger and pressed on towards my destination, the school restroom. As I approached the bathroom, the sound of flushing echoed through the empty corridors. Perplexed, I assumed it was merely the staff going about their duties. Unbeknownst to me, this encounter would soon unravel a mystery beyond my young comprehension. With hesitant steps, I ventured into the restroom, hoping to find solace and relief within its walls. But as I emerged from one of the stalls, the sound of flushing continued persistently. Curiosity got the better of me, and I decided to investigate further. Summoning every ounce of courage within me, I gently knocked on the door, anticipating a response from whoever occupied the stall. Silence greeted my inquiry, urging me to push the door open ever so slightly. And then, dear listeners, what I witnessed shook me to my very core. Standing before me was a young girl, no older than eight, dressed in the same uniform as mine. She stood by the toilet, diligently flushing it as if trapped in an eternal routine. But as our eyes met, an inexplicable terror washed over me. In that moment, I reached out towards her, compelled by an unknown force. Yet just as our fingertips were about to touch, she vanished into thin air. My heart pounded in my chest as I slammed the door shut in sheer terror. Unable to comprehend the supernatural encounter that had unfolded before my eyes, I fled from the restroom in a frenzy. Standing alone in the hallway, my mind raced with questions and confusion. The sound of flushing echoed once more, piercing through my thoughts like a haunting melody. Relief washed over me as I heard my mother's voice calling out for me. Seeking solace in her comforting presence, I hurriedly made my way towards her, desperately suppressing the lingering fear that clung to my every step. Dear Mysteries, After Dark Podcast, I share this chilling tale with you in the hopes that it may captivate your listeners and ignite their curiosity about the unexplained realms that coexist alongside our own. The identity of that spectral girl remains an enigma to this day, forever etched in my memory as a reminder of the inexplicable wonders that lie beyond our comprehension. Yours sincerely, Marisha.
Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I am compelled to share with you a haunting tale of loss, regret, and an inexplicable incident that left me questioning the supernatural. It is a story that has weighed heavily on my conscience for years, and I hope that by sharing it, I can find some solace and perhaps even closure. Many moons ago, my beloved grandmother, who had been bedridden for most of her life due to a devastating stroke, passed away. The burden of her absence was almost unbearable, but it was my grandfather who provided some semblance of comfort amidst the grief. He entrusted me with a collection of cherished items that had once belonged to my grandmother, including a Japanese wedding obi, a precious heirloom that she wore over her wedding kimono. In the throes of financial desperation during my youth, I made a grave mistake that still haunts me to this day. In 1978, at the tender age of 18, I sold the wedding obi to an antique dealer. The guilt gnawed at my conscience, but my dire circumstances left me with no other choice. To add insult to injury, I received a mere $45 for something so invaluable in sentimental worth. As fate would have it, another treasured possession soon disappeared from my life. It was an old bluish ceramic coffee mug adorned with delicate daisy patterns, my grandmother's favorite. I had placed it carefully on the second shelf in the cabinet above the stove, only to find it vanished without a trace. Desperate to reclaim this precious memento, I scoured every nook and cranny, but my efforts were in vain. The mug had simply evaporated into thin air. And then came the night that defied all rational explanation, forever etching itself in the annals of my memory. It was a late hour, around 12.30 a.m., when my girlfriend and I were engrossed in a television show, enveloped by darkness save for the flickering glow of the screen. Suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, an ominous object materialized on the wall above the hallway entrance. It appeared from nowhere, casting an eerie shadow upon our tranquil evening. My initial instinct was to dismiss it as a mere insect, one of those formidable cockroaches I often referred to as 747s. Yet, to our astonishment, the object plummeted from its perch and crashed onto the tiled floor below, emitting an unmistakable crack that shattered the stillness of the room. Startled beyond measure, my girlfriend and I leapt from our supine positions like frightened felines. Summoning the courage to investigate further, I switched on the lights and approached the fallen object with trepidation. To our bewilderment and growing sense of unease, we discovered that it was none other than the ear handle of the ceramic coffee mug, its color and partially adorned daisy image unmistakably familiar. The mystery deepened as we failed to unearth any logical explanation for this inexplicable occurrence. The rest of the mug remained elusive, as if spirited away by some unseen force. In that moment, a chilling realization washed over us. My grandmother's spirit, angered by my ill-fated decision to part with her cherished wedding obi, seemed to have exacted her revenge. How else could one explain this uncanny event? The inexplicable disappearance of the mug followed by its enigmatic reappearance left us both shaken and convinced that some unseen force had intervened. To this day, I carry the weight of regret for selling that irreplaceable wedding obi and for the loss of my grandmother's favorite coffee mug. 
Their absence serves as a constant reminder of the choices I made and the consequences they bore. The paranormal encounter that unfolded before our eyes remains etched in our memories as a testament to the enduring power of love and loss. In sharing this tale with you, dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I hope to find solace and perhaps even answers as I navigate the shadows cast by my own past actions. May my story serve as a cautionary tale to those who are tempted to trade sentiment for temporary gains. Yours sincerely, A Troubled Soul. Well, my dear friends, we've reached the end of yet another winding path. As the evening knits the night, drawing its comforting darkness around us, we must part ways, for now. You've traveled with me through unsettling alleyways of thought, and I hope our journey together has both enthralled and enchanted you. Like a spider's web capturing the moonlight in its delicate dew-drenched threads, until we meet again beneath the gossamer glow of the next moon, I urge you to keep your hearts open, your minds sharp, and your spirits daring. Remember, no star is ever out of reach, and no mystery is ever too daunting to seek. This is your humble grandpa, turning the last page of our ebon-bound book for now. May your dreams be wistful, my friends. Farewell from Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast, and tread softly into the night. <laughs>